everyone, and welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. And hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. We're sitting here in the middle of April. Currently, what's the date today? The 16th? 17th. 17th. Tax day. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. But we're here, and as of recording, there's no news on Baby Cambridge 3 front. So if in the interim between when we recorded and when we release, that bundle of joy has been born, don't hold it against us that we do not discuss that event in this episode. We will record as soon as possible and get our thoughts to the people. But for now... I actually, this morning, I was on Instagram and I saw a photo of Kate holding a baby. Oh, yes, because Chris Jackson uh, posted it and was like, remember? Yeah, but no, this was someone who had actually like doctored her dress to make it look different. Oh, my, really? And so, yeah, like they changed, <gasps> they took the dress that she wore, the Jenny Packham um, dress, that uh, the yellow flower one for Charlotte. Okay. And she like made it a different color. She made it bright pink. And I don't know who, I don't know who it was. I'm sorry. I should probably credit this person. Um, but actually, they were taking it from someone else. But anyways, and I thought, I was like, oh my God, did this happen overnight? And so. Uh, yeah. But, what the hell, man? But yeah. So I like, my heart stopped for a moment. But as of yet, yeah, I, I wait. I, I believe that this baby will be here by Friday, which is, I believe, the, let's see, the, the 20th? Believe, 420. Yeah. 420, 420 baby. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a wonder. I, I, that is what I truly believe. And I actually said that because we, I posted a picture on Instagram asking people when they thought the baby might be due. And a few, I, that's what I said. So I, I, I now believe it and I think it's going to happen. So hashtag greenery. Indeed. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> Throwback. Indeed. We will, we will discuss some more greenery later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's such a good, like, unifying piece of information but you had a dream that you were going to tell me about yes yes i had another dream about our favorite royals um i i think a few months ago i talked about another dream where i met will and kate this time you guys kate i was kate's campaign manager because she was running for congress the the house of represent yeah she was running for congress in the united Uh, states yes in the united states okay and yes and we were at like I don't know, we were doing some sort of canvassing or something. And she's just like walking around and she was wearing one of her blue. It was like it's her white and blue dress from Jaeger. Mm -hmm. And that she's worn a few times to some of like her more like military events or even like uh, boating events. Uh, And it's got like it's the white dress with the blue sash around it. So that was super weird. I was like, whoa, that's like a dress you actually wear in real life. And yeah, we were like canvassing and I had made signs for her. That said, Kate for Congress, except Congress was, you know, with not, a K. With a K, yeah. So oh I was God. a little, little I, I was like, Dream Kate, that is a terrible, terrible idea. That is so tacky. But yeah, she was great. Uh, I don't know if she won the election. That was pretty much all it was. And I woke up and I was like, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, that is really weird. I wonder what so, it means. Indeed. So I. I would vote for Kate if she ran for Congress. I feel like there's some like constitutional impediments to her doing that, but hey, yeah, I would probably would... vote for her too. Yeah, she'd have to move. So, uh, but yeah, that was my dream. So I will, I will be your campaign manager, Kate. Good to know. We can move on and just start talking about the news. That's what we're doing in this episode. We'll start with the Queen, and this also has some links to other members of the royal family. 
Um, and it's an upcoming item. So on April 16th, there will be a new documentary premiering called The Queen's Green Planet. And it is kind of uh, like what the, I mean, it's like Blue Planet, but green. Like it's in the forests, it's um, on land. This, that's really articulate. But um, it is uh, featuring both the Queen and Sir David, David Attenborough. And they will be discussing the Queen's Canopy, which is a network of conservation initiatives across the Commonwealth. So you may have noticed if you follow a royal family on any social media this year that they have been really open about their initiative for conservation and for preservation of wildlife and for you know combating pollution and global warming in the small ways they can. And so this is another way in which the queen will be doing that. And so I am excited to watch this because there will be some cameos from Will and Kate and also from Harry. So there was a, it's kind of more just showing old footage. I don't know if it's going to be more recent interviews with them, but it will show footage of Will and Kate at the Great Bear Rainforest in Canada, which they officially dedicated uh, during their trip there in 2016. And that's why they caught a fish with their bare hands. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Kate was a natural. She just like dipped her hands into the river and like there was a fish. <laughs> it's crazy. And then um, there will be showing Prince Harry dedicating forests in the Caribbean and then also Epping Forest, which is in the UK. So there's also been some other publicity for this around England. So if you saw um, on Instagram, they posted a photo where they projected a rainforest design onto the front of Buckingham Palace last week, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And that was obviously done with just lighting. And it was, it, it kind of reminded me of the Rainforest Cafe, that really, really classy restaurant. It, yeah, that is, that's actually true. That's it's what I saw, like what the design triggered in my mind. But <laughs> um, I think it's probably going to be cooler and a lot. Indeed. Nicer. So... Keep an eye out for that on April 16th, which I guess was yesterday. Now that I'm yeah. really talking out loud. Wow, we missed it. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is happening to me? I don't know what day it is. Okay. It's anyway. because it's April and there's lots of snow in Minnesota still. But yeah. we won't talk about that anymore. We won't talk about that. We're so over it. We talked a little bit at the end of our last news episode about how Charles and Camilla were landing in Australia um, as part of their tour there to open the Commonwealth Games. And so figured I'd just talk a few highlights from that trip. They have now returned to the UK. And obviously they did a lot of uh, events where they met with athletes and uh, met with other leaders from around Australia and other nations in the South Pacific. But my favorite things that happened were on April 5th, they got to test out a table tennis setup. So there's some photos of the Duchess of Cornwall playing ping pong. Um, April 6th, they met with uh, the wife and daughter of Steve Irwin, a.k.a. the Crocodile Hunter, who unfortunately passed away several years ago. Mm -hmm. But uh, he, Prince Charles met with them and they talked about conservation and they also got to hold baby sea turtles. Yay. Which are cute and were flapping around and being cute and helpless and all that. Um, that same day, they visited a rum distillery. I don't, hopefully they went there after the turtles so as not to <laughs> be clumsy. Uh, they got to taste uh, Bundaberg rum, which is rum made in that. I think that's a city. Yikes. And 
they, I believe you. It sounds very Australian. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's a city. I'm not sure if it's like maybe a province. I don't know. But it's, that's the name of the distillery. And then also while they were there in Australia, they met with some locals, including members of a family that Prince Charles stayed with when he visited uh, Victoria back in 1966. So imagine that like you had the prince like stay at your house and then now he comes back and it is many, many years later. Right. Lots of cool reunion. Yeah. They had photos of him, um, you know, when he was looking like wearing his shorts and stuff and it was it's a cute photo to look up finally about charles is that as part of his visit to australia he did some interviews with the australian press and my favorite is one he did with the australian financial review and again conservation is an important topic to him so he was talking to them about sustainable fashion and he was quoted as saying I have always believed in trying to keep as many of my clothes and shoes going for as long as possible. Some go back to 1971 and one jacket to 1969 (laughs) through patches and repairs. And in this way, I tend to be in fashion once every 25 years. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's true. That That is is very true, true, Charles. You and your double-breasted suits that look straight out of the 70s. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Maybe they'll come back. Yeah. But, you know, he's being thrifty. I mean, he's just being like his sister, Princess Anne, who also often wears and pulls back her outfits from, like, that she wore when she was, like, in her late 20s, early 30s. And she's just like, what's up? It also speaks to the fact that we'll see shoes on George or Charlotte that Prince Harry wore back in the day. Like, Mm -hmm. you know that maybe somebody put them in the... Uh, in the bin or put something in the bin and Charles went in and fished it out and said, no, yeah. this is fine. We'll He's just like, put it in the vault. Yeah, put it in the vault. They'll forget <laughs> about it after a while. And then we can say like, oh, new shoes. Once man's trash is Charles' treasure. Yes, it is. Well, anyway, right. speaking of babies. Yes. Uh, so I wish I had more to report for Baby Watch. But uh, yeah, as the only real big thing is that we obviously haven't seen Kate in a while, uh, but uh, parking restrictions went up April 9th outside the Lindo Wing of St. Mary's Hospital in London, and they'll be up through April 30th. So, I mean, as we said in our last episode when we speculated on all things Baby Cambridge number three, we have no idea when Baby will be born, but likely if that's when they're putting the restrictions up, they're not going to want to have to be like, actually, we're going to keep these restrictions up until May 7th. You know, like they're not going to, I wouldn't think they'd want to like print another sign or, you know, have to disseminate that information again. So my hope is that she she's due now and she's going to, if she's late as she's been suspected to be with, you know, George and Charlotte, uh, she will soon be presenting us baby three soon. But once Kate has been admitted, the press can finally kind of crowd around that area that they did for George and Charlotte. Um, but now they cannot until she's admitted because it was apparently, you know, a madhouse, as you could see from the pictures and of all the photographers outside when George was born and whatnot. So we'll see that all once she's admitted, which could be any second now. It could be happening right now, guys. And we don't have no idea. I should probably put an alert on my phone. Yeah. I mean, yeah somewhere. I'm excited. Uh, But where you can find some information as it becomes available about this royal baby is from the source itself. Uh, You can go to uh, royal.uk slash baby and uh, they've kind of, yeah, Kensington Palace, the um, has set up a website for all the information you could ever want to know uh, that they've at least provided about uh, the pregnancy. And hopefully soon we'll see some updates. 
Yeah, I think that it's been announced like that's the place where you'll see anything first. And that comes for like the official like kind of press releases there. And that's where they announced that Kate was expecting and all that jazz. So Mm -hmm. keep your eye on that page. We will kind of move on to our younger royals. Uh, And for starting off with William, uh, and actually I did look up what he did today for the Commonwealth events. Since this week is the kind of the Commonwealth Summit, uh, so that's kind of all the kind of member nations that once were, you know, that are kind of part of what used to be the British Empire are now called the Commonwealth. And the Queen is the head of the Commonwealth and they are having a big summit here uh, in London, I shouldn't say here, in London to discuss uh, what they have in common, uh, their challenges and what they're going to do to kind of, you know, continue to keep bonds really strong across the Commonwealth since it makes up over, I think it's 2 billion people. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people considering the world has 7 7 billion people-ish. I don't know. Like that, 7, 8? Sure. A lot. Less than 10, I think. Yeah, yeah. So that is a lot of people. And so uh, we will get more information, or we'll see a lot more in the the coming next coming days. But uh, what William has been up to for this event, and he even actually made a kind of a joke about that you'll be seeing a lot of me this week since they're obviously trying to support the queen um, since she cannot be everywhere all the time and obviously William and Harry and other royals are a big draw to these events and obviously bring some good press as well with their their names Uh, so today Prince William he met with some a couple heads of state including um, the head of the president of Kenya and also the vice president of Tanzania so uh, they all had their meetings at Buckingham Palace today and were excited to meet them because they shared it on their own personal Instagrams I saw and on Twitter today. Uh, but on April 16th, uh, Harry, excuse me, William, shoot, uh, attended the Welcome to the UK reception at the Queen Elizabeth II Center. And um, he was joined by 2,000 delegates from business, uh, civil society, and youth-led organizations from around the Commonwealth. And... Um, they talked about how or they had exhibits showing how the UK and other Commonwealth um, nations and groups have kind of partnered together on a variety of initiatives. And I believe he made a speech there as well. Uh, yes, he so. did. Yeah. And similarly, Harry was kind of doing the same thing. But I'll go back a little bit into the uh, last week. Um, on April 11th, Harry was uh, launching Uh, an event called the walk of America where six veterans from the UK and U S are planning to walk 1000 miles uh, to raise money for veterans charities. So those people will be starting in Los Angeles and then walking all the way to New York over 14 weeks, which is a lot. And so Harry was there to kind of kick off the, I don't know. I mean, obviously they haven't started walking from Los Angeles yet. This was an event that was in London, but he was there to show his support and draw attention to this, which is a pretty astonishing feat. Also announced earlier was that the Queen has appointed Harry as the Commonwealth Youth Ambassador. So that was announced just before the Commonwealth uh, meeting started on the 16th. And it was said that this is a new role to attract youth to the organization. Um, so pretty much using Harry's status. I was thinking about this, like, because he kind of joked um, at his opening speech that he'll have to try to keep up with the youth. And it's funny because, like, he's not 
particularly young himself. And so I realized like he is the youngest working royal, like high profile royal. There's such a generation gap between him and then kind of the next round of people who obviously George is like we child so he's not out and about child labor laws prevent him yeah exactly taking on this job so it's like i'm i don't envy harry's task of trying to understand and communicate with the generation z people because i don't get it i can't do snapchat i tried didn't you used to didn't you just used to text people pictures and with the caption snapchat like yeah (laughs) i've done that before but i actually got that from doing because i know chris and our friends chris and sarah do that a lot (laughs) yeah because like right after the app came out we could it's not an easy app to understand unless i think you have to be maybe it's like they know how old you are and then they give you a different level of difficulty of the app based on how old you are like it's trying to keep the olds out i don't know i think so it's probably like when i try to teach my mother how to use a computer i get frustrated with her yeah but that's because she had to learn you know at probably like 40 how to use a computer while i was learning like at 12 right not even 12 like seven yeah Um, who knows who knows it's not intuitive Mm -mm. instagram is so much better Agreed. So anyway, but um, he made a joke about keeping up with the youth. And and so I think he's going to make a valiant effort of it. Uh, so that on April 16th, he opened the Commonwealth Youth Forum um, and gave a speech. And in addition to joking about his his age, he announced that Megan will be joining him in his work as the youth ambassador. So that means um, that two of them will be doing a lot of events together, which also kind of implies that they will be touring the Commonwealth coming up shortly after their wedding, which is exciting for us because we love uh, getting to see pictures of them across the globe, handholding in romantic places and meeting a lot of cool and interesting people. So, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to that once, obviously that'll be starting up after their wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure they'll have a, a little bit of a break a little bit of a breather after after their uh, their nuptials later in May, but we'll see what their first big trip will be. We've already talked about that. We think they'll probably be going down to Australia because that's where the Invictus Games are being held for 2018. Um, so we can probably we've kind of guessed that that'll be their first international, like like international, not. I don't know. Overseas yeah. trip, I guess. I mean, like they I might go somewhere overseas. else in yeah. in Europe or something, but intercontinental trip? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, they've discussed they might go to Ireland. Right. I mean, and that's, that's 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 easy to get to. That's a day trip. <laughs> yeah. Right. You don't have to, you know, readjust your time zones, or, you know, too bad <laughs> to go there. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But speaking of Megan, uh, she has yeah. been doing some traveling. So she was in America. Did anyone spot her here? I mean, any of our listeners? I didn't. No. But I wasn't in any of the places she was visiting. So first she was in Los Angeles visiting her mother, Doria Ragland, who lives there still, as far as we all know. And then she went to uh, Chicago. She was spotted at O'Hare Airport in a White Sox hat. Um, And it's believed that she was there because she needed to get her UK visa. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember getting my visa for like study abroad and I had to go to downtown Chicago. I was going to say, I was like, I believe you would have had to do something similar. Yeah. Did you receive the same treatment as Megan? I doubt it. I don't know if the (laughs) French embassy is in the same building as the UK embassy for one, Mm -hmm. 
But even so, the French people were not very impressed with me. And they were just like, you know, they were like, come get in, get out, goodbye type thing. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure Megan got a, a better treatment as the future wife of one of their royal family members. You don't want to get that bad Yelp review from her. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> um, the Chicago outlet there was a kind of clear. They have a faster turnaround, according to the rumors. And so they were kind of shutting down the office for her. So she could come in and get it all done, which um, I do know that that's I mean, that's probably what what would happen for somebody like her. And Chicago does have rather speedy um, immigration offices or, or travel international offices. It's one of the few places outside of New York and D.C. where you can go for getting like international travel documents. Also, she has a connection to Chicago because she is an alumna of Northwestern. So she went to, and that is my alma mater, so to speak. Yeah, I'm so fancy. And so she was maybe um, swinging by campus to, to look at things and say hi to her professors in international studies or something like that and getting some advice on how to take on her new job. Who knows? Maybe she's going to give like the keynote address at graduation. I have no doubt that she will get invited. What do you think? Oh, she would probably she would definitely get invited. Um, I don't know if she would give it. Mm -hmm. Also, their graduate definitely wouldn't be this year. Graduation yeah. at Northwestern's like end of June. It's it's on the quarter system. So it's a little bit different. So, I mean, they get big name celebs um, occasionally because yeah, didn't you have a big celebrity? I had Stephen Colbert as my commencement speaker, which was pretty amazing. Um, that is. But, yeah, there's quite a few people. I mean, they they have a great theater program, so that's why you get, like, people who are recognizable. But um, I don't know if she'd ever speak. I, th I don't know that she would speak now. I think she might come back in, like, you know, 10 to 20 years. Right. And give a speech. Absolutely. But I would certainly be, if I was working for the graduation committee, I'd be like, we need to invite her every year until exactly. she shows up. Because, yeah, she's not only obviously a popular figure. She has some, you know, like, you could go out and change the world. Exactly. Very inspirational. We yeah, have some more information about, you know, when we'll see Harry and Meghan next. And so why don't you talk us through? I mean, Kensington Palace just released this information. They did. And so we're going to see them actually quite a bit. And obviously, some of these dates will have passed by the time we re we release this episode, but not too many. Uh, so uh, Wednesday, April 18th, uh, Harry and Meghan will attend a reception with delegates uh, from the Commonwealth Youth Forum at the Queen Elizabeth II Conference Center. So hopefully we'll see some sort. I like reception because that usually means some sort of maybe cocktail attire. Ooh, so, yeah. Good yeah. thought. And I don't know if we've, you know, we've had like they've done the, you know, when they did the Royal Foundation event, they, that Megan, you know, wore a dress to that. But they haven't really done like a more of a reception cocktail event. So Yeah. Something more evening. Like, or yes. not, not evening, but like. I don't know, because it's different. Evening it means something in like fashion circles. But you know what right. I mean? Like after 5 p.m. type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, cocktail. I mean, that's right. really what so it is. So that's what I'm kind of hoping is that maybe we'll see what this kind of looks like for Megan. I mean, not that she can't wear, you know, her pantsuit. Uh, and then on uh, Thursday, April 19th, they, Perry and Megan will be out again to attend. Um, and 
I've decided that the acronym they're using for the Commonwealth meeting is just not appealing looking. Like it's CHOGM. 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 Yeah, like I don't like it. No, um, I don't either. But you can say CHOGM because that's... I'm just going to say CHOGM because I like that. Uh, but they will attend a Commonwealth CHOGM Women Empowerment Reception at the Royal Aeronautical Society in London. So another reception. So... I don't know if that's day reception, night reception. We'll see. Yes. Right. Well, I can actually, you know what? I'll, I'll go back because we, we have to talk about the Invictus Game Trials and that kind of ties in with the other, uh, the other, the next, the April 21st event. So okay. on April 6th, sorry, I'm, I'm all, all at sea today. So on April 6th, Harry and Meghan were attending the Invictus Game Trials at the University of Bath Sports Training Village. And so for those of you who have not listened to our episode from last summer when Harry went to Canada and made his first public appearance with Meghan, um, the Invictus Games are kind of the Olympics for injured service members from across uh, the world. So it's the, let's see, there were 400 people at this event in Bath um, and they were competing for one of the 72 spots on the UK team and so Harry and Meghan showed up to watch a variety of the different trials including a game of indoor sitting volleyball and Meghan was kind of in a more sporty outfit in line with the day she was wearing an Artesia Lawson trench coat which is reasonably priced at $245 (laughs) I like that you added that there. Again, it's not a, this is not bur- Burberry here. We can right. I mean 245 again, chunk of change, but it's it's a thing that like if you're looking for an investment piece, it's a raincoat. Like it should yeah. it should last, you would hope. Um but yeah, that's a Canadian brand, so Megan again showing her inclination to support uh Canadian designers, and she wore a black Team GB Invictus Games polo, so like a branded um, polo, which was the same thing Harry was wearing. And she was wearing a bootcut jean, which was surprising. So it was bootcut black mother denim. And then she had a gold necklace. I know everyone on the internet was like, what? Bootcut jeans? Because we haven't seen those on too many right. celebrities. But they're coming back now, thanks to Megan. I apparently. guess. So I guess. So uh, ditch your skinny jeans. Mm, nah. I mean, I'll keep. Flare- flares are out. Yeah. Boot cut is in. Get your boots. Definitely. So uh, tying in with this, so they will be doing a, an appearance on Saturday, April 21st um, in honor of the Invictus Sydney Games. Which is So it's a reception at the Australian High Commission on Saturday. So this is likely a private event, but we may see photos going to or from mm-hmm. this event. So we'll see. But um, obviously, like I said, I guess I didn't even realize we'd be talking about Invictus so much this episode. I should read the notes more. But um <laughs> you know, that is likely one of the one of the things that could be their first abroad, international trip abroad. So, mm-hmm. it makes sense that they would be attending this event while someone's in town for the Commonwealth meetings. Um and then finally on Monday, April 23rd, Prince Harry and uh, Meghan will attend the 25th annual or 25th anniversary memorial service to celebrate the life and legacy of Stephen Lawrence. So at this service, Harry will have a role. He will be reading a message 
of support on behalf of his father, the Prince of Wales. Uh, for those of you who did not know who Stephen Lawrence is, he was a, a black British man from Plumstead, which is a part of Southeast London, who is murdered in a racially motivated attack while waiting for a bus on April 22nd, 1993. Um, his murderers were not convicted until 2012. And his death dominated headlines in the United Kingdom. So I think this is a, um, I think it's really great that Harry will be in attendance and um, speaking on behalf of his father to commemorate this event or not to commemorate. I don't know what, what do you say to, I, I think to, to memorialize. Yeah. yeah to, to, I mean, part of it is he, there's now, you know, a foundation that's, you know, working to obviously prevent these type of, you know, obviously crimes and, you know, just prejudice in general and right. Yeah. To support those good things that can come out of, out of this event and what, and what it, what resulted as, a result of of a hate crime. Yeah, to to yeah, I mean it's a memorial. I guess that's that's yeah. a good enough word yeah. for it. Um so yeah, we fight, we can kind of close Oh, we you've got to tell me about this next thing. I haven't yeah. I didn't read this. I didn't read this. On a lighter note, <laughs> on a completely different lighter note. Indeed, we're now going to go indeed. to the batshit crazy Daily Mail. Take it indeed. away, Caitlin. Yes. So I made my headline for this and I would like to say that I was inspired because I've always think the Daily Mail has really great headlines oh they definitely uh, do but i said the daily mail has a foot fetish oh yeah they have, yeah and they have a foot fetish with royals foot fetish and so the <laughs> i saw this this article and essentially what they did is the daily mail reached out to um a foot like you know how there's palm readers yeah who can look at your your hands and see the lines and the length of your fingers mean certain things this person looks at feet and they can determine the traits based on, you know, the shape of your feet, the length of your toes, um, all of that. And this type of um, foot reading is called solistry. Okay. And um, it's based off, it's based off like some ancient Chinese thing of, of looking at your feet. And uh, they had some things. So they looked at several of the women, royal women's feet. And uh, you can look at all of them, but I'll just do a quick review of what they said about Megan and Kate's feet. Um, and it's funny because you look at the photos oh my that God. the Daily Mail brought up and they're just like the lamest photos ever because they just like kind of zoom in on just a photo that obviously the intention was never to take a picture of their feet. That's because, yeah, like, <laughs> what? Oh. Right. And yeah. so they had this um, this this expert, foot expert, take a look. And uh, of note for Megan, they said that she has an elongated second toe, which means she has natural leadership qualities. Good for her. And this uh, particular feature allows her to separate feelings and emotions. Mm. Yeah, often leaders have this second longer toe. But it also said that since she has a short, bigger toe, she's also a multitasker. Wow. Riveting. Right. I know. It's just like Megan. I just read that and it screams Meghan Markle. Only Meghan Markle, I should say. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this isn't something that general that could apply to, you know, a large amount of population. Right. Right. And then also she noted that she has a short little toe, which means she has a great sense of fun. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. That was kind of, you know, a little bit about Megan's foot that she decided to tell us. Um, (laughs) So weird. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But for Kate, so for Kate, essentially, she also said that Kate has the longer second toe. So she's also a natural. I'm going to look at my feet now because I've never spent this much time. I'm going to find out what I am. I can't write down wearing socks. But for Kate, 
<laughs> yes, she also has the long second toe. So she's, you know, has those natural leadership qualities. Uh, but she's also very creative and expressive. And she also has this pad below the little toe, which means she's happy to provide a shoulder to cry on. What? Okay. I'm like wondering is like when they speak about a pad, are they talking about like, like when you look at some like a lot of women's feet, like my feet included, you can tell that I've, w- I've worn like high heels. Yeah, yeah. And so my feet are kind of like scrunched together. I don't know what that means. Yeah, so I feel like she's just going off of something that a lot of women who wear heels just have. <laughs> right, and it's a trait that's not like stereotypically associated with like female nurturing tendencies. Right. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so they also do profiles in Eugenie and Zara and Beatrice. So if you would like to, oh, and Diana. Um, so if you would like to read more about this, it is on the Daily Mail. And if you honestly just type in Royal Feet Daily Mail, you will find it. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, so, yeah, I just think that was super funny that they they were like, you know, we need something exceptionally weird. And they found it. So, uh, Props to the Daily Mail for a weird article, but I still loved it because I love reading like my horoscope and everything. You got to churn out that content somehow. I mean, you've got to find a fresh angle that the other guys aren't going to do. And I guess like, let's talk about their feet is an angle that not other not a lot of other magazines are likely to go for, I guess. Right. It's like they, you know, they complain sometimes that Kate doesn't wear a nail polish on her feet. So, I mean, now they can have another angle about her feet. I guess. All right. Well, you're you're going to have to cover this n- next uh, point on the wedding because I'm too depressed to think about it. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So now we're, re- yeah, we're moving on to the royal wedding. So um, people have been speculating, you know, who are they going to invite to this wedding, especially from the perspective of celebrities, world leaders, all of that. So obviously our, our intrepid royal reporters had been pressing Kensington Palace like, okay, is Donald Trump invited to the wedding? Are the Obamas? Who, what royal, what world leaders are we going to be seeing? Unfortunately, Kensington Palace responded that no world leaders have been invited to the wedding because it has not been deemed necessary by the government, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Harry and uh, Meghan are not, you know, going to, they're not, you know, they're not the heir. They're not going to inherit the throne. It, it, it makes sense. But that also means that apparently the Obamas are not going to the wedding, Boo. which is lame. I believe that they were invited, though, I would like to say. And I'm... Because the wording from Kensington Palace mm-hmm. was that they're not attending. But they said that Donald... Like, world leaders weren't invited. But I don't consider the Obamas world leaders anymore. Well, right. That's what I'm wondering is, like, okay, well, yeah, they... Th- he's not currently in office. So maybe it's, like, former... I don't know. Yeah. I still think, like, partially they'll, like... You know how Harry Potter attended um, Bill and Fleur's wedding in disguise? Because yes. they were, like, too much attention. I partially just still feel like they should do that. I think so. They need just get some sort of, you know, surgery. Wear a large hat. They don't need, sur- I mean, prosthetics. Like, just a good um, yeah. a good makeup artist. Maybe a mustache for Barack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely a mustache. And, me. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm a little sad because... I really wanted to see them just kind of like happily walking in because that's one of my favorite things from Kate and Will's wedding is seeing like the Beckhams and like all of the other celebrities just kind of walking in and they're just all kind of like really excited that they're like, we're going to a royal wedding. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I wanted to see Michelle's hat. Damn it. Right. She <sighs> would have she would have gone all out. It would have been amazing. It would. She would have looked so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. So we can all hope that 
And then they could have been, in, they would have been at the reception and then Barack Obama would have been able to do a dad dance with Prince William and it would have been great. I know. Like, imagine, imagine Sasha and Malia getting a text at, I don't know what hour here, but like 11 p.m. Uh, England time and they open it and it's their dad doing a dad dance next to Prince William. Yeah. Being like, <laughs> love you girls, cutting right. a rug. And then them being like, oh my God. Maybe they'll go to the reception. You never know. Who knows? So we we will see. Because, yeah, you're right. That could be, like, their way of just kind of, like, Kensington Palace going, they're not invited to the wedding. Right. Yeah. Because they wouldn't want to make, like, the the ceremony, you know, take away from it and make it a political thing. But they can definitely go to the party. Prince Charles is hosting that. Um, but in other wedding news, um, it's been announced that Harry and Meghan are not asking for any gifts because i mean what do you need they already have plenty of fine china that they're going to inherit um i'm sure they've already got you know a really fancy blender in their home and so they instead have requested that anyone who wishes to present them with a gift would instead take that money and donate to one of the charities they're passionate about so those are um, charities that are kind of in the realm of sport for social change, women's empowerment, conservation, the environment, um, fight against homelessness, HIV, and the armed forces. So a lot of the, then they named also specific charities that fell under the, that umbrella. And many of them are smaller charities. And mm -hmm. the couple announced that they are pleased to be able to amplify and shine a light on their work. So this was good. And actually, one of, a couple of my friends um, at their wedding, instead of giving out favors, because they, you know, that can be kind of a hassle to deal with, they left um, at their table place cards where you could check and it said, like, choose of these three charities, choose which one you'd like to donate to in lieu of a favor, we'll donate a dollar to the charity of your choice. And it was really great. Oh, that because, is really cool. Yeah, they like I'm one of them was the Humane Society, the local Humane Society. So that's what I checked. But it was a really good idea, I think, to like, again, I was like perfectly happy not to take home some kind of like item in my luggage mm -hmm. and instead just know like, oh, a dollar went to puppies. Yeah. So um, some of that's these a wonderful favor. Yeah. So some of these uh, charities are the Mina Mahila Foundation. Um, and that's the foundation you might remember Megan wrote about their work in Glamour last year, uh, talking about how there's the stigma around menstruation and how that prevents girls in some parts of the world from uh, getting an education. And so that's the foundation that works to combat the stigma that comes with menstruation in certain parts of the world and to provide uh, products for girls who need them to kind of facilitate their ability to go to school. Then there is the, I think, I don't know how you pronounce this, if it's Chiva or C-H-I-V-A, but it's a charity that supports children who have HIV and their families. Uh, there's a charity called Crisis, which provides support for the homeless. Um, Scotty's Little Soldiers supports children who have lost a parent in the armed forces. Street Games, um, we've seen some uh, events hosted by them, attended by the royals. Uh, it uses sport to change lives across the UK, helping people and communities to become healthier, safer, and more successful. And then there's also a couple of environmental charities, 
um, Surfers Against Sewage and the Wilderness Foundation UK. So yeah, if you are so inclined, instead of sending them a crate and barrel gift card, you could just, you know, spend a dollar, $25, whatever on a gift to one of these charities if you seem, if you are so inclined. Yeah, that's really great. And uh, Will and Kate also did uh, ask people, obviously, not to spend uh, send them gifts, but to donate to their Royal Foundation. So both of them have asked, you know, donate our, your money somewhere. Right. Which I'm sure they'll get plenty anyways. So yeah, people tend to kind of go off the cuff. And I'm sure like, again, like, I don't begrudge, you know, gifts from, you know, parents or grandparents or, you know, close friends and siblings, etc. On, on the wedding day, kind of like more sentimental pieces. But mm-hmm. I think they're just more like we don't want to get, you know, a bunch of stuff we, we can't use. Right. Or fit into our luxury Kensington Palace apartment. I mean, how many Roombas do they need? Six? They don't even need a Roomba. I know they, they don't. They have, they have a non-robotic person to clean their house. Another announcement from uh, Megan and Harry about a vendor that they have chosen for their wedding is their wedding photographer. Uh, a familiar name as he did their engagement photos, Alexei Lombrosk-Mirsky. Lubomirsky? Lubomirsky? I don't know. We're bad. Pronunciation is hard, guys. It is. But I like the last name regardless. Uh, And uh, apparently Megan was referred to him from a friend. And that's why she decided, she and Harry decided to use him as their wedding or at least engagement photographer. And uh, Alexi trained with uh, Mario Testino, who took Will and Kate's engagement photos. And has also done, you know, they did Charlotte's uh, baptismal photos as well. Yes, and he's also taken some portraits of Harry. Yes, so you know he's kind of probably not in the same exact you know style, but had some some training. And uh, Alexi has also for- photographed Beyonce, uh, Charlize Theron, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Natalie Portman, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Aniston, and Julia Roberts. So, I mean, he's he clearly uh, does good work. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I mean, Beyonce doesn't let any photos out there. That don't capture her perfection. So he's going to get their good side. He definitely will. For sure. So that's exciting. So to see that he can. Yeah. Because I think like and I think you I never got engagement photos, but I can certainly say that once I met my, you know, photographers, I knew that they were just I felt like really comfortable with them. Yes. Spending all day. And so I feel like this is a great choice to kind of go with someone that you've already kind of been in the trenches with. To kind yeah, of do the do that bit next step. I think it's kind of typical for like a lot of packages. It's like you they kind of like come with engagement photos. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and so that's why we did ours. But yeah, it was also like a chance to get to know, like the photographer to get to know like your best angles and like your personalities and stuff in kind mm-hmm. of a lower stakes non wedding day situation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now you got to wrap us up with the final item, hashtag greenery. Hashtag greenery, everyone. Uh, so, Jenna, would you like some Markle Sparkle? You mean the craze that's sweeping the globe and inspiring people to buy things that Meghan Markle has worn and or is associated with? Um, kind of. Definitely not something she's worn, but definitely something you can smoke. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that yeah to, yeah to put it bluntly 
Oh, pun! 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 I didn't even try. I didn't even try. I didn't even try. I'm so sorry. That was so good. I didn't even try. Okay, I'll calm down. I'm probably putting the sound off the charts now. Okay, I'll stop. That's okay. That's okay. I can edit it so we're not as loud. I have to do that frequently. So. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> so in honor of uh, Megan and Harry's wedding, uh, Megan's uh, nephew, uh, Tyler Dooley, is, who is actually a successful uh, marijuana, I don't even know, pop farmer, pop, marijuana farmer, yeah, mm-hmm. cannabis maker, I don't know, I'm really bad at drugs apparently, or talking about them, um, he is, he's very successful, he is going to make a special strain of weed called Marco Sparkle in honor of his aunt's wedding, and yeah, he is excited, uh, it's going to be a new hybrid strain, and yeah, he, not only he, but his other, um, so will be one of other, one of Megan's other nephews, their brothers, they work together also, um, their mom, Tracy, who has the job of doing advertising, mm-hmm. uh, they are going to put this together and sell it in honor of the royal wedding, so, and uh, he is kind of, he was interviewed by the Daily Mail, and... <laughs> He said that he hopes they will want to come and try some. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He says that. For sure. I'm sure that when, you know, they do their first, you know, tour of the United States, the first stop they'll be making is to uh, Southern uh, Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Connection. Uh, so, yeah, I that's super funny. Uh, and, yeah, he apparently Megan used to babysit him. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, and he said he knows that, uh, he's quoted as, I know in England that marijuana is still a taboo subject, but it's more normal to us here because we grew up around it in high school. Everybody experiments with it here. Prince Harry enjoys a good party. I'd be happy to show them around if they ever come out here and educate them on the medicinal benefits of marijuana. (laughs) Hmm. So, yeah. Well, anyway, if you find yourself in Oregon and... I don't know. It's legal there, right? I mean, for recreational use, not just for, not just for like medical marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Inhale responsibly. Is that what they say? I believe, I think they actually had it on the ballot. They voted for it when California voted for it. Oh, sure. So I think, I think they, they are allowed, but uh, yeah. Well, if you're there and you're, it's legal for you, go ahead if you're so inclined, but indeed. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, uh, oh. yeah, it's just kind of funny, like, that, because she has all this family who's just coming out of the woodwork, and it's just like, okay, she's got this one sister, the, or half-sister, that's writing a book about her, Yeah, and then she's got nephews who, it's just, yeah. I mean, you can't help who your family is. <laughs> no, you can't, but it's kind of like, oh, man. But also, I'm kind of like, remember when we did the people we don't want to sit next to at Thanksgiving? I feel like this is yes. another candidate. Uh, for Megan's thing. And I think from the Daily Mail article, it was revealed that they, or the interview, they revealed they were not invited to the wedding. Correct. So that's no big surprise. Yeah. But yeah. I fear he would be trying to be like sitting next to people and just be like, would you guys all like to celebrate? He'd be trying to get um, the queen to like vape with him or something. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, so just another way... If that this is you know your thing, <laughs> Marco Sparkle. Who knows? I don't. I have no idea when it's available, but uh, it's it's on its way apparently. We'll see. But yeah. 
<laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all the news we have. I think so. Um, as always, if you have any thoughts, if you try Markle Sparkle, let us know. I mean, if you find it in the wild, not in the wild, but you know what I mean, in stores in Oregon, um, and you and you are able to partake again legally let us know you can contact us at americrowndreams at gmail.com we're also on facebook and instagram at americrowndreams and we're on twitter at americrowndream you can also subscribe to our podcast and rate and review it on apple podcasts we always enjoy hearing what you have to say Yes, and um, we really do appreciate reviews. Uh, we actually got, um, I spoke with two people on Instagram, and they left us reviews after I asked them if they would be so willing to do it. Oh, my gosh. So, How nice of them. You. Thanks, yeah, people. So, we do. So thank you for following through. That is so wonderful. Yeah, we, again, um, love hearing from people. It's <laughs> happy to know that, you know, it's not just our the people we force to listen to us. Um, <laughs> that's not an om- ominous, right? Yes. But um, yeah, we we love you know knowing that there are people out there who are just as interested in this stuff as we are. And so hopefully next time you hear from us, we'll have some baby news to discuss. But until then, have a good week, day. I don't know, year, year, life. <laughs> All right, bye, bye. <laughs>